What's going on, spooky fans? It's another glorious episode here with your chillin' host, Ruben. And I'm Quincy. Quinn. Welcome again to... <laughs> what, you, did you forget your name? I did forget my own name. Welcome to Spooky Husband Mystery Hour. <laughs> this is how husband. we are now. <laughs> this is awesome. Alright, folks, welcome in for another episode. Uh, Quinn, this week was your pick, Resonance? Yes, for a totally super professional podcast that yes, we're doing. very, very professional right now. Uh, but... The question of it all was, was this a horror movie? This was a mystery from the title of our podcast, Spooky Husband Mystery, mystery Hour. Hour. I know this is our first mystery movie that we watched. I'm very excited. I was super excited that you picked a movie like this. I was like, okay, let's see what we got going on today. And then, I, not gonna lie, I was not, uh, what's the best word? Disappointed. Yeah, I, I was wasn't disappointed, disappointed with this movie at all. This movie... Had more twists and turns than mountains or something. I don't know. Mountain roads are twisty, right? <laughs> sure, I guess. And had lots of twists and turns. Well, actually, no. Mountain roads are kind of twisty. Because yeah. I know uh, one of my friends, Stephanie, she's always... When she went to Colorado with, uh, with our other friend, Yvonne, she was like, yeah, the roads were all like crazy and stuff. Yeah. The roads in yeah. this movie were crazy. <laughs> Can we talk about who it stars? Sure, yes. If you want to go ahead and bring us all up. Wait, before we start, do we have any news? Anything we need to go over? Don't think I don't so. think so. I want to say welcome to all of our our new followers that yes, are on our, on our Facebook page. on our Facebook page too. We're welcome, at welcome. Yeah, we just hit a hundred followers. So woo! Thank you guys. That's awesome. Thank you everybody. Thank you guys. So the movie we watched this week mm-hmm. was called Fractured. Yep. Uh, it was a Netflix original, Ooh. starring uh, Sam Rockwell, who for years that's who it was. Oh my gosh, it was bothering me. I spent years confusing him, confusing him with Tom Hardy. Really? I don't know. Okay, I guess. Their short hair, they have beards. It was a thing. <laughs> okay. So there's Lily Rabe, who is by far one of my favorite actresses from American Horror Story. We actually have a Funko Pop of her looking at us right now. Yes, she was Stevie Nicks. Misty Day. Misty Day, that's right, not Stevie Nicks. She was on obsessed that. Yeah. with Stevie She was Nicks. obsessed with Stevie Nicks in, the, in American Horror Story. Lily Rabe, that's if you right. hear this, I love you. So, this movie, like we said, so many twists, so many turns. We start with this family. They're driving to their parents. I think they're driving home from their parents' Thanksgiving. They're driving home yeah. from Thanksgiving. Yeah, they're driving home from Thanksgiving. And the wife and the wife Joe and the husband Ray are kind of in this big fight. Um, they're Joe is kind of telling Ray, "You're not who I fell in love with, you know, so many years ago." And this is why are we kidding ourselves? Like, yeah. And he's telling her, I'm trying. I, I try all the time. I'm doing my best. And there, I, I put Ako Taco because this is like watching your parents <laughs> fight in front of your friends. Like, like it's just like, so awkward. It wasn't like a fight fight, but it was like a weird argument thing that even still, like, when you're young, you're like, this just makes me This was suburban white parents fighting. It was very tense. It was terse. And that was the argument. There wasn't any yelling. It was just very, it was very <laughs> like very needle, me. yeah, very okay. like needly. Yeah. Um, and their daughter, her name is Perry. It's short for Periwinkle. She has a little toy, and the battery dies on it. It was like a a, a Walkman, uh, like a CD player kind of. Okay. Thing. Because I was I was kind of confused through this whole movie, and I'll get to why I was confused. There was some stuff that I was really like, wait, what? What? And this is another one of those things in a movie where. If one thing was different, it would have solved all the problems that we had. 
it would have solved a lot of the problems okay. that we had. I'll, I'll wait for you to tell that one then, because I want to hear what you, what you have to say about that. Thing. So they decide, we're going to pull off, we'll go to this gas station, get some batteries, we'll be good. Yeah, because her, her Walkman died. And she has to pee, too. Yeah. So they pull over at this place called The Pit Stop. Foreshadowing. Okay, that one I really didn't think of it as, as that, but okay. You didn't think of that as foreshadowing? No. I saw it immediately. I was like, foreshadowing. Because there's a lot of gas stations that just say pit stop. Well, no, actually, there's not a lot of gas stations that say pit stop. They usually exactly. just say gas stations. Okay, keep going. You guys will figure it out. Because, uh, spoiler alert, again, we will spoil the shit out of this movie. They go in, and Joe says, hey, I'm going to take her to the bathroom, get me a Coke, and some get the batteries. Cool. So he goes in. And the lady is painting this, like, bird statue. And you're like, okay, she's kind of weird. She's like a townie. You're like, okay, she's just weird. That's her position in life is to be weird gas station lady. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he goes back and he gets a Coke. Now, did you catch this? Because I was thinking, she asked for a Coke. And he grabs an RC Cola. And I was like, bruh. She didn't ask for a Coke. She just asked for a drink. She, she said, said Coke. She's like, can you get me something to drink? Because I'm parched. She said, can you get me a Coke? Specifically, because I wrote it down because I said she wanted a Coke Ray because she had just told him that she, he never listens. And I was like, oh, oh uh, okay. he never listens. And he didn't I mean, Coke. I don't know. Okay. To me, especially here in Texas, whenever a person says, hey, what do you have to drink? Oh, I'll take a Coke. Okay, it's we a have, soda. We have Dr. Pepper. We have Pepsi. We have this. And for all you Northerners, it's a pop. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess call so. it a pop. But, but still, no. I mean, everybody, we call it Coke here. Yeah. No matter what. Any Even carbonated if it's a drink Coca-Cola, is a Coke. It's, it's still a Coke. You know? Yes. So, I mean, I, I okay, I get that, too. But keep, I was like, going. he's supposed to be listening, and he wasn't listening to I would have been, like, super over the world if you got me an RC. RC is, the, is RC awesome. RC is really good. Yeah. So, he goes up to the register, and he grabs two little baby bottles of Jack Daniels. And the lady tells him, oh, sorry, no plastic. You have to pay cash. And he says, okay, I'll take the Coke, the coffee, and those two. And he doesn't get the batteries. Yep. He goes out to the car and he sits inside and he just kind of zones out for a second. Mm -hmm. And his wife shows back up and she, they get everything kind of packed away. And his daughter says, oh no, my compact, my little toy I was playing with. Where is it? So the wife, Joe, goes back into the store to try and find it. And... Ray goes in the back seat and says, hey, Perry, just chill out over here. I'm going to dig for it and find it. And this is where I kind of thought I was like, okay, he bought that liquor. That's kind of weird. Maybe there's something kind of – he's got a pass with liquor, I think, maybe. I actually already picked that up like straight from the gecko whenever he went to the to the to inside the shop. Because when he went inside, did you notice the first place he went to wasn't, wasn't <gasps> where the coke went? He went to the beer. He went to the beer section, and that's whenever like he was like, no, no. I don't need this. And then grab grab the coffee. Grab the coffee. Gotcha. Yeah. I didn't pick up on that at all. Yeah. So he is digging through the back seat while Perry is just kind of standing there being a kid. And he spills his spiked coffee all over the back seat. You think it was spiked? You think he did it? Or you think he... he... Oh, for sure. Because they didn't show it or anything like that. And they didn't show that it put, that he poured it into the coffee. Yeah, but he also told his wife that they were out of batteries. So he clearly... Yeah, he clearly liquor, lied about stuff. Poured so. it in his coffee and was going to subtly drink it. So maybe she doesn't have a very strong sense of smell. Because I feel like Jack has a very strong smell. Okay. While he's doing this, Perry kind of wanders over to this construction site that is a giant... 
pit next to the gas station. She gets her eye drawn to this um, get well balloon that's kind of stuck in the rebar. Yeah. And a dog has apparently killed some kind of wilderness animal and approaches her. She's backing away from him towards the pit of all places. And she kind of finally says, oh, she says, daddy, I need help. And he runs over to go and save her, throws a rock to distract the dog. And she falls backwards into the pit. Yep. And he tries to jump in and grab her. Which, I mean, that was a pretty cool jump that he tried to do. He did. He did full-on, like, superhero jump to try and save her. He wakes up, and he hears, while he's coming to, he hears a voiceover of a doctor saying, they're both gone. And I was like, that's kind of weird. That's, like, he's in a pit. That's kind of crazy. His wife comes down. And she grabs him, and she's screaming about her baby, her baby, and what have you done? And he pushes her out of the way, and he hears Perry coughing. And they both run over, and she's she's okay. She just has her arm hurt, so they decide, oh, we gotta go. We'll call 911, and Ray says, no, I got this. It'll take get you in the car. to get here. Yeah, by the time we get to, you know, by the time the ambulance gets here, we'll be at the hospital. I saw a sign a few miles back. We'll go get help for Perry. Did you pick up anything else in these scenes, Ruben? So some of those things that I kind of noticed too, it um, it was interesting because the first thing, again, like you said in the beginning part of the movie, they're kind of like on the rocks. Their marriage is on the rocks. And what did he grab to throw at the dog? A rock. was a rock, you know? So just little things that I was kind of putting together that I was like, yeah, it might be something, but it probably isn't. I don't know. But also with the uh, – with Perry – there's something else that I, which I will touch base on at the end of uh, our little script here okay. to kind of tell you about. But so far, it sounds like you haven't seen it yet, and I just want to. And I don't even know if I really saw it or anything. I might be overthinking it again, but it ties back into it whenever they do the flashback thing towards the end of the movie. Okay. So I'll, I'll remind me about it then. I will remind you. Okay. Cool. Mental note. Got it. So he's driving down the highway, hauling ass. Mm-hmm. Did you see him not have his hazards on? If you're in an emergency, you put your hazards on and people get out of your way. That's kind of the whole deal. I would have never probably put my hazards on. Honestly, like, I wouldn't have thought of it. I would have just been like, run, drive. Did you notice when he's driving and when he gets to the hospital, his this whole talk that they were having about him being different and not trying and stuff, his whole personality after hitting his head when he fell into the pit, full 180. Well, I think it's more of one of those things that's like you get told that so many times before you're on the verge of snapping. Well, not snapping of being like – especially when you're – think about it like, ooh, when your kid is in danger or something like that's happening. Heck, our dog is a good example. Yeah, exactly. It's that whole thing. It's like, oh, you want to see this? You want to see this? Okay, fine. Let me go throw this table over. I'll do something. I'll lift this car off of our baby. You want something done? Fine, I'll do it, regardless if it's the the right thing or not. You know? Uh, okay, like his. Yeah, his, his... I felt it was it was like that, like because throughout this whole time too, the wife uh, Joe, she just kept saying she's like, "Are you gonna do something? How come they haven't seen our daughter yet? Do something, Ray. Are you just gonna sit there? You know, like so she was kind of antagonizing. Yeah, him I could see that at that point. You know, yeah, so I can kind of see where his his demeanor and personality changed. Where he was like, "Fine, you want me to do something? I'll do something. Let's go." So now he's like, I'm yeah. alpha male. Yeah. I see this weird thing in the hospital when they first get there. They did a lot of close-up shots of people's faces. I don't know if that was to like unnerve the audience. 
but it fucking worked. No, I don't think it was to unnerve the audience. I, I think that there was some other ties to it that, I mean, I, I thought of. It made me feel like a crazy person. Okay. It made me so uncomfortable because it just seemed like everybody, their whole head was filling up the screen and I felt like I was too close to them. I needed to like. I think this movie was to make you feel like you're a little crazy. I needed them to be socially distant from me and they were not socially distant. There were, there were not two meters between us. Right. And this, this hospital is weird. Nobody was really wearing scrubs and it was kind of like dingy almost. And I thought, I was like, this has got to be like a dream. Like, this is some kind of weird stuff's happening. They're all dead. Like, they all died in that pit somehow. Yeah. Or like, there was a wreck on the way, and this is all just not happening. This is like the snow globe from General Hospital or whatever. Okay. Like, this is just completely made up. And they keep asking people for their blood type before they bring them into the... Yeah, I thought that was weird, too. I mean, I'm not, I haven't been to the hospital in a while, but I really don't remember them ever asking, like, what your blood type is, yeah. unless you were donating blood. And even when you were donating blood, they don't ask you what your blood type is. See, well, they ask you, but they don't ask you, like, if you know, no. They're like, oh, you don't know? It's okay. We'll find out. I'm not an international genius or whatever, but I know in, like, Japan, blood type is well known. They use that as kind of like a horoscope. Your yeah, blood type it, determines. It could be like a, a lucky thing. Yeah. Yeah. Here in the States, we don't. I don't even know my blood type. You don't know your blood type? I do not know my blood type. I think I'm being negative? I, I don't know. I, I've been waiting to go get a... Uh, see if I can donate my blood again. I'm going to say mine is B positive because I always want to be positive. You're a dork. <laughs> that was so bad. Continue with the movie. <laughs> like <laughs> We have to have a laugh break. Oh my god. Okay. So... <laughs> They're in this hospital, and they go to the admissions office, and this lady is very, like, like asking all these questions. Do you want your daughter to be a donor? What is her blood type? Oh, what is this? What is this? Oh, and we see on your insurance, uh, or your you have a previous coverage that was for someone named Abby, and he's like, that's my wife, my my first wife. And we find out that she died, and he is... In recovery for alcoholism. Yep. See? Told you. Called that. And he looks at Ed, uh, his wife, Joe, and he's like, can you freaking believe this lady? Asking us a million questions? That kind of actually happened with me and Julian one time. Mm -hmm. Whenever I took my nephew uh, to the hospital, I got asked like the 30 million questions, stuff like that, too. Which, so, again, I, but I've, again, never got asked, like, what your blood type is. Are you going to put them up as a donor and stuff? That That That's is, like, weird. super weird. This hospital is suspicious AF. From the get-go, yes. They also... Legit, I would have been like, get back in the car, we're leaving, we're going to go somewhere else. Yeah, they also don't accept patients if they don't have insurance. BS. BS. Call them BS. Hippocratic Oath. I haven't read it, but I'm pretty sure it's in there. <laughs> so, this guy... Has he's got a head injury from falling into the pit, and he's an alcoholic. So we're kind of like he's got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. While he's leaving the little admissions room, while they're trying to get everything ready to take Perry back, there's a call that there's two people that have come in that were in a head-on collision, and they have head trauma, and it was a drunk driving accident, 
And one of them, um, he walks past a room that has a get well balloon that looks exactly like the one. The balloon we saw at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yep, I saw that too. I was wondering if you saw that. So many things in this movie. Flashbacks, tie-ins. Yeah, it really makes you kind of figure, try to think where where the movie is going to go next. With, yes, with this, so. this movie keep, kept me, honestly, on my toes. And I have a really bad habit, Ruben can agree, can attest to this. I have a really hard time paying attention to movies. Yeah. I will full-on zone out or I'll play on my phone. Mm-hmm. And when we're doing this, I can't use my phone. So I can take Yeah, we notes. both try not to, to use our phones at all. And I was so intense on this movie. <laughs> at one point, I think Ruben had to get up and I was like, don't you dare. I just kind of looked at him and was like, don't get up. I am so involved in this movie and I don't want to pause it. <laughs> um. This doctor comes in to see Harry, and he is so creepy. Yeah. He was so creepy. He just, he, he was too much. You remember where I've seen him from? I've he, seen him from somewhere, and I can't, I can't tell you He where. was on Glee. He was the, uh, he was one of the teachers on Glee. He was. At the, like, the first season. I want to say shop teacher? Uh, he was, no, he was, like, the, the theater teacher and oh. stuff. He's one of those actors that's kind of in things, but he's not a major character. He's just kind of, he's there and you know him from somewhere. Like Yeah, like he's a high B character, I guess. Yeah, like the guy from uh, Wishmaster. Yeah. So Joe keeps telling uh, Ray, my head is killing me. I really, I'm, I'm dehydrated. I need something to drink. Can you, you know, get me a drink? Help me out here. And he, they tell him, okay, we're going to send... Perry back to get a CT scan, but we can only take one parent with us. Mm-hmm. And he watches as Joe and Perry, he has... Get in this elevator, yeah. and, and they go with the doctor down to, what, the lower level? Yes, to right. LL, which is the lower level. Lower level in the elevator. And he goes and sits back in the waiting room where he falls asleep. Mm-hmm. And when he wakes up, the hospital, to me, seemed completely different. Yeah, no, same. Lighting was different. Everyone was wearing scrubs. It mm-hmm. seemed less dingy. It seemed it, it more seemed professional. Clean. Yeah, it seemed a lot more like ups, upscale, I guess. It, it seemed like, or... yeah, upscale and less like a farm hospital. Like when he okay. first got there, it seemed like. It seemed like the hospital was out of like the 1990s versus. Yes, an now. actual new hospital. Yes. Yeah. And he, when he wakes up, he has a Band-Aid on his forehead. Yeah, I wonder where that came from. I'm very confused as to why he has a Band-Aid, because yeah. he didn't have one when he fell asleep, Ruben. Exactly. I noticed that, too. I was like, did he? No, yeah, he didn't even have a Band-Aid or anything. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. He walks to the desk, and he's like, hey, uh, have you seen my daughter and my wife? <laughs> it's been a couple hours. I would like to see them, please. I'm sure my daughter is hungry. And the nurse says, no. Uh, there, I don't see any record. I've looked through my records, but we, we throw away the records after the morning shift and it's evening shift. So I I can look in the computer, but I I can't communicate with, with imaging. They don't tell us that kind of thing. (laughs) Your, your face. What the fuck kind of hospital is this? The departments don't communicate. (laughs) I want to speak to the manager. And I'm really surprised he actually didn't ask that, but he, but I mean, I would have gotten, I would have gotten pissed. Like honestly, oh, oh. I would have gotten I would have gotten a lot madder than he did in the movie. Hellfire. I think so. Yeah. If we went to the hospital and I fell asleep and woke up and they were like, I don't know where Ruben is. Hellfire. Yes. <laughs> I'm going full Hulk and I'm ripping the desk out of the floor <laughs> and just screaming until someone finds you. <laughs> and this was something weird that it, it happened a couple times in the movie. His forehead starts bleeding when he gets angry. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's interesting. Is this like a 
Are we getting a hint? Is there something in here? Or is it just... I think it was just like his adrenaline pumping and it was pumping all the blood and everything like that. So it was open, open head wound? Maybe. If you're a medical expert listening to this, let us know how that works. Travis. <laughs> <laughs> Chris. <laughs> so he... It, they keep telling him, oh, no, don't know where your family is. Sorry. We Sorry about it. anybody signed in. We only have you signed in. You signed in as yourself. Yeah. No other people were with you. Um, he run, He get distracts the nurse at the front desk and runs back to processing to find Perry. And there's all these people back there. And he's like, where the hell is my family? Uh, every time he did it. I laughed inside. I couldn't help but think of the Liam Neeson joke from Family Guy. Give me back my family. Oh, nice. Give me back my family. It just kept repeating in my head throughout the entire movie. He goes to a doctor and he's like, where's the doctor that helped me this morning? What the hell is happening? Well, we don't have any records. That doctor's gone. It's evening shift now. Yeah. Call him. Call him. What the actual fuck is happening in this hospital? Easily been... Uh... Avoided just by giving him a call, and they just kept refusing to call the doctor. Yeah, kept refusing. And then this is where we get introduced to another side character, this freaking Walmart Charlie Swan-looking motherfucker, the security guard. Yeah, Jeff. Jeff, the security guard there at the hospital. So, of course, uh, Ray is belligerent because give him back his family. His family's gone. Yeah. And freaking Charlie Swan over here uh, maces him, which... Okay, I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call BS on that too. Yes, because go ahead. whenever you do spray um, pepper spray like that, especially in that confined of an area, Jeff, the orderly that was there, trying everyone to help in that Jeff, department, everybody that would have been close to there, their eyes all would have been burning because that is not like a controlled spray kind of thing. That's one of those things that's gonna just when you let it go, it's gonna happen everyone. to everybody. Yeah, especially as close as they were to each other. Yeah, because I remember uh, one of my friends. Telling me that too, that they uh, when they tried to or when they released the pepper spray, they got they got pretty much pepper sprayed themselves like with uh, blowback. Yeah, yeah. I, unless it's a gel, so, it's going everywhere. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, and when it's they, a lie. <laughs> when they mace him, this nurse comes from out of nowhere and stabs him in the ass with a freaking sedative. Well, she didn't come out of nowhere. Like, if I was him, it's out of nowhere. Yes, we as the audience saw that the doctor was like, sedate him. No, no. But at the beginning, he was like, oh, that nurse, that nurse, Anne, she remembers me. She helped my daughter. She gave my daughter a teddy bear. Call her. And the doctor was like, hey, Anne, do you remember this guy? And Anne was like, yes, I do. He came in for he- uh, a, a head, head trauma um, by himself. And that's whenever he was like, you're lying. Where's my family? Where's all this stuff? And then he got, Ray got in the fight with Jeff. Causing the altercation. Yes, causing the pepper spray. And grabbed the sedative and... It's still out of nowhere. Like, he wasn't (laughs) expecting it. Well, duh. (laughs) Would you expect it also? This is a hell hospital, is what I wrote down. This is a hell hospital. (laughs) No one is paying attention. Nobody has listened to their Hippocratic Oath. It is chaos. They sedated him so he wouldn't hurt anybody or hurt himself. Charlie Swan's a security guard. I'm pretty sure he had those zip-tie handcuffs. One and done, bro. Uh, Sure, okay. But let's spray uh, pepper spray in a confined space and then drug this poor man who has a head injury. (laughs) Okay, keep going. Hell Hospital. (laughs) This is where I just... My note for what I said earlier, 
One of those things, this all could have been solved. Why are there no smartphones? Why doesn't he have a phone to say, oh, let me call my wife and see where she is, or find my iPhone, let me find my wife? Nobody thought this? I guess not. Nobody thought, hey, what's your wife's phone number? Let me call her and see where she is. I mean, going for the fact that the little girl had like a CD player. So maybe this was the 90s. Maybe. Maybe it's a possibility. Okay, so maybe this there, was... There, there was a world before smartphones. Maybe. <laughs> maybe? That Whatever. is a possibility. <laughs> I'm so young, I wasn't there. I Whatever. <laughs> My first cell phone was a flip phone. I know that world. It was terrible. So he gets locked in this room, and he's like, I gotta go find my family. I'm getting, I'm busted out of here. And he starts digging through the cabinet and finds these adrenaline gun. These adrenaline... The pins, yeah. Pins. The, the adrenaline shots. I thought they went in the chest. No, you usually you're supposed to put them in your legs. Okay, because he double sh- he he double yeah. fists adrenaline shots right into his legs, and there's this chase scene that was incredible. He's half on uppers, half on downers, so everything's just kind of swirly, and he's running through the hospital, running from from Jeff. Yeah, from yeah. Jeff Swan. Because he broke, yeah, because he broke the window trying to get out of the locked room that they threw him in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he runs out. He runs and he's he escapes. He's running down the stairs and he's trying to like kind of hide from people while he does it. And he gets almost to the exit and he gets spotted by Jeff. And he throws over a biohazard waste container and it spills guts out. Uh, it was so gross. There was a sound. It was sloshy. It was gross and wet. <laughs> And this this is really cool. I like this. That he runs outside and we don't see where he runs until Jeff comes out. And Jeff is like, oh, I lost him. Let me, you know, talk to the people on the intercom. And Ray is hidden in the back of a truck, like right by the door. Mm -hmm. He is just laying in there. Adrenaline. Adrenified. Yeah. He runs away and he gets to his. Not going to lie. I was going to say I would probably do that. That or dive underneath the car. Or anything. Oh. Very rarely do people ever look underneath the cars whenever they're in a chasing. Yes. Like they just look around to kind of see and they'll look between the aisles of the cars, but they never actually look underneath the car or in like the bed of trucks. So, hint, that is, hint for if ever I'm being followed by a serial killer. That's what I'm going to do. And hopefully they're not listening to this podcast and just hurt my whole plan. And I will just say um, <laughs> if there is a serial killer following this, one of my greatest fears is somebody being underneath a bed or a car. <laughs> Stabbing me in the ankles. So, <laughs> please don't do that. Please don't hunt Ruben and make him hide under the car. Please don't hide under my car and hunt me for sport. I would appreciate it. Thank oh, you. that's awesome. So, he runs, gets in his car, and he sobs. He's just crying. He sees that he, he's found the radio thing that Perry had in mm-hmm. his front seat. And he kind of breaks down and he looks behind him and he sees that the police are there. Yep. And instead of being like, oh, shit, the cops are coming for me. He's like, oh, no, I need no, to No, I'm going to grab them. them and help them and make sure that they help me. And he runs out in front of the car and he tells them, help. My wife is kidnapped. She's been taken. My daughter was with her. These people are saying she's not here. They're being held against their will. They're asking weird shit. They're asking for blood donations and blood types. And I'm not cool with it. So he goes in and the lady at the front desk calls and says, hey. He's back. Crazy man's back. And at this point, uh, Jeff, Charlie Swan, comes up and tells him, 
oh, this is that crazy fucker that was in here earlier. And they get into this kind of argument, and the cop tells them, Hey, back off. We're handling this. We'll, we'll take care of this. We're, we got this. We're real which, cops. Which, yeah. Which, good for the cops, too, because they were asking the right questions, I feel like. And actually, like, not trying to dodge around the questions and be like, no, where's this? No, where's this? Okay, we have, we're have. we going to prove it to them right now. The police What's in this, this movie were incredible. They yeah. were very attentive. They they paid attention to what was happening. Yeah, they, they did knew. awesome stuff. We go through this. Essentially, we go through everything again, but mm-hmm. now the police are involved. Right. We go through him saying, hey, I was here for this. I was there for that. Whatever, whatever. And they say, okay, we're going to call the doctor. Because he left shift. He's like, yeah, fucking call the doctor. Yeah. I've been trying to get you to do that. Uh, they call the doctor. And he shows up. And he's like, you were here. So let's go Let's go up to CAT scan. Because you said your daughter needed a CAT scan. And we'll, we'll go check the system. Now, note, audience. What did he say? The, the CAT scan's on level three. But where did she go for the CAT scans, Ruben? No, 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 no. My wife and daughter, they went down. They went to the to the, to the bottom. They went down. Well, that can't be, sir. The CAT scans are in level three. Uh, as the hands in the labyrinth said, she mm-hmm. chose down. <laughs> they go down. He goes up to the CAT scans and they say, okay, well, there was somebody here at 930, which is before you say you got here. What's going on? Mm-hmm. And there's nobody else that's used the system because it's got a digital log on it that tells you time, records, everything like that. The other thing that I was going to say really quick too on it was the – with the police officers, I thought it was actually really good. Oh, at this point in the movie, I was actually really feeling for uh, for Ray in this just because of the fact that everything that he was kind of saying was kind of being brought more to light when the police officers were asking. So it was really making everything look like – the hospital really did do something. Yes, and that know? Ray wasn't crazy. That Ray wasn't crazy. You know, they found the log that that apparently they threw away with his name on in it. In the trash can, they out just front. so happened to find his file now that he when he got a when he got a administered uh, admitted admitted yes. And then they so happened to just find his insurance info now that you know when he was asking for it and everything earlier. We don't ask him to pay cash because yeah. he didn't take his insurance. Yeah, exactly. So. Hmm. Hmm. Curiouser and curiouser. Exactly. The doctor tells him you were scanned for a cat scan, and no, he wasn't. He scanned. wasn't scanned. Okay, no, no, you he, refused. No. You refused the cat scan because you said it cost too much. Yes, and you were here because of a car accident, and you said you wanted to go wait for your wife, Abby, Abby in the waiting room. Which, hmm, he went to wait. Isn't for that his your dead, dead wife? His dead wife. It's all a dream. It's a all dream, a dream. A dream within a dream. Inception. I hate dream within dreams. Those freak me out the most. So they're still arguing in the CT room, and I need to, and I quote from my notes directly. <clears throat> Five hours later, this dumbass Charlie Swan-looking turd thinks about the security cameras. We have been yeah, having this fight. You, exactly. Why couldn't you just pull up the cameras for him and everything and say, like, okay, your family's missing. Let's take a look at the cameras. No. Folks, why, why would you do that so late in the game? Come on. Again, this is the part we could have solved all these problems if we would have asked questions. I mean, I know it's a movie and they're building up suspense and stuff like that. But again, yeah, if you're if you're the main person, why wouldn't you think, hey, there's cameras. Hey, there's this. There's, there's that. a security camera. I mean, exactly. I wouldn't trust this hospital because they're stupid. <laughs> but they go check the cameras. And of course, every time he says, oh, my wife is right there. I'm talking to her. The camera glitches. Mm-hmm. 
What kind or, of, or they're out of range and the cameras don't move. What kind of devil worshipping hospital is this? <laughs> they have sacrificed his family. Give him back his family. <laughs> they he they go back into the processing room. They go back to the bay that she was that they were in, and he finds Perry's scarf and mm-hmm. he's sobbing. I would too. I'm like proof that she was here and that I was here. Well, that could be anybody's scarf. Do you have a receipt, records, a photo? Who? Hoomst. Hoomst is going to carry around a receipt. Oh, yeah. I bought my daughter the scarf. You guys want to see the receipt? The fuck? I get it. No, it's... no, no. I, I'm right there with you on that, too. That one, well, I was like, really? A receipt? How am, I supposed to, how am I supposed to do a receipt? But I get the I get the thorough questioning. If I found your clothes somewhere, again, in the hospital, and they're like, do you have a receipt? Are you fucking kidding me? I, I rage. I would rage. <laughs> flames. Flames on the side of my face. <laughs> And then Dr. Jacobs, our savior, our, our savior, she works for the hospital. She's a she's an advocate. She works for the, the psychiatric area. And she tells him. So a shrink. Yeah. She says, Ray, I'm here to help you. Let's go talk in private. Let's talk. And she tells him, you were in a car accident. And he says, no, I wasn't in a fucking car accident. Well, I, I, I'm going off of your records. Your records say that you were in a car accident, bud. I don't know what to tell you. And she tells him, you were talking about Abby, you were in a car accident. You're what's car going accident? on? You need to tell me the truth then. Why? What's going on? Why are you here? And again, this is one of those things that you're like thinking that Ray wasn't crazy whenever she's asking him those questions of, you know, what happened? What's going on? Yeah. You, you need to tell me what you're thinking. Yeah. Maybe this is part of his head injury. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe there was no wife. Maybe there is a wife. Maybe she left already and he wandered back Mm -hmm. because they did talk about getting a hotel room. Maybe she's Mm -hmm. at the hotel and he's just wandered back in the hospital waiting for her, thinking she's still there. Yeah. She brings up a good point, too, on this next question that she asked. She's like, you know what, Ray? Why don't we go back to where the accident happened? Maybe you you had a head injury. Maybe you left them there. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're still at the spot. We also find out at this part... That Abby, uh, the way Abby died was... Was it here? Yes. I know, I know what you're about to say. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, because I, I put it in here. Um, we find out that he was drunk driving and was killed in a, an accident. Yeah. Um, we find out something else later oh, on. Oh, that's the other part that later on. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I was like, wait, no, that was later, but no. no so oh, we yeah. find out... So we yes. find out that he, yeah, he was in a, a, a car accident. Drive, driving. Drunk. And that's killed, killed Abby. Abby. And also maybe where he had a pre-existing head injury. And that could be that's something that's kind of swirling back into... Into play now. Yeah. And I put... Finally, somebody's helping <laughs> helping Ray. Yeah. Dr. Jacobs. Uh, we go back to the gas station. And the canine unit's there. And he gives them the scarf to smell and find Perry and Abby. And he's kind of walking towards the pit. And... They show kind of the actions that were going on there. Like, hey, what what happened? Yeah, replay the scenario for me. And tell he, me what happened. He we're here him, right now. Show me what happened. I was looking for the compact. There was a dog. I picked up a rock and I threw it at the dog to save Perry. But she jumped back and fell. And at this point, this was the point where we had to pause the movie. Because... <laughs> 
Ruben had an inappropriate laughing fit. <laughs> a very bad inappropriate laughing fit. Oh my god, spooky fans, I'm sorry. So they have this child-sized mannequin falling off of a cliff, and it hits the ground and bounces, and Ruben immediately starts cackling. Because Bob's Burgers. In my defense, I was going to say yes. In my defense, it was because of Bob's Burgers. Because there's an episode where they're talking to the counselor, and he has a doll called Repressed Memory Emily. And it looked just like the kid. And it's dressed just like Repressed Memory, <laughs> Memory Emily. And when Louise threw the doll, it was funny. They throw the doll, and the Mr. Frond, yeah. the, the counselor, says, Don't, Don't throw Repressed Memory Emily. She won't remember. And Ruben... <laughs> laughed just like this in the middle of the movie and it was kind of upsetting because I really was like this is the point in the movie where everything starts falling into place and Ruben's cackling because a girl died. This stuff happens to me all the time. Okay, I was cackling one time when I was watching Wreck-It Ralph and he when he was destroying the car and thanks to one of my buddies I, he told me something funny during the movie and I laughed and everybody like all of the families and parents and everything looked at me while I was laughing in the theater at this one part where it's supposed to be super serious and they're just like you're a horrible monster and i'm like probably sorry <laughs> but anyways let's keep so we <laughs> dr jacobs comes to him and is like ray did you throw the rock you were mad at your wife you were in an argument and you could have been angry because perry wasn't listening did you throw the rock at perry and we get this flash and they're in the pit now and they find her compact that she was looking for and he starts crying he says we found it see, see it must I have been lying. in her pocket and that, again i was also like yes see he's not lying he's not crazy he's not nothing come on someone's gotta believe him so they moved like they're looking and they move the snow out of the way and there's a huge puddle of blood and he says that was me i I, I, I fell. I, I hit my head, and even the cop was like, "No, you do not lose that much blood from you. You like, wouldn't. You, you would not be, be standing." Yeah. And I wrote down here. I was like, "Oh shit, they are dead as hell." And he killed both of them. Like I was like, "There's no way." But then the dog that the canine unit they have starts barking, and the dog from the beginning of the movie is standing there. That's okay. I wrote this down too. I was like, "Oh, they almost had him believing he killed him. They almost had him thinking that that they did something." I Ugh. I don't know. This movie, this was another one of those turns that I was like, everything I've written down so far is a lie. It's, yes, exactly. <laughs> I feel like a giant Same. asshole about everything I've written down. So Ray grabs the police officer, or the Dr. Jacobs, puts a gun to her, and he's like, everybody put your guns down, get out of the pit. Everybody out. I'm, I'm right. I know where my, my family is. I'm going to go get them. And he locks them in the bathroom of the gas station and leaves. He drives back to the hospital with Dr. Jacobs' key card, mm -hmm. and he resolves himself, I'm going in the basement, because I know that's where they are. Yeah, he goes down to the lower level. And when he gets in the elevator, Jeff shows up, and they get into this huge fight, and he winds up killing Jeff to steal his key so that he can operate the key to get do to the lower level. Do you think he level. killed him, or do you think he just knocked him out? Because he had him in a, in a really, he had him in a, a sleeper hold. Yes, he had him in a sleeper hold, and he also kind of did his zone out thing. And I'm like, did you really kill him or was that envisioned and you stole the keys from somewhere? No, okay, I know. I really feel that he did get in the fight with Jeff to take his keys to get down to the lower level. But at the same time, I think that he did just knock Jeff out. Just made him pass out? Yeah, just I, 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 I think so. I, I don't think he killed him or anything like that. I, I think he legit just knocked him out. Um, we also see at this point that 
the, when we heard when he fell into the pit that they're both gone, that Abby was pregnant. Yeah. So he had a child on the way previously that he killed, that essentially. he killed, yeah. Um, at this point, I was like, who, what, and where is real in this movie? I, everything in this movie is just twists, turns, I don't know where is up, what's down, what's going on. So he runs downstairs, and as he's down there, he sees the lady from admissions walk by him while he's hiding. The one that was asking him all the questions is, is your kid a donor? We should make her a donor. Let's do, let's make her a donor. What is she holding, Urban? A donor's box. A donor's cooler. And he realizes he's in the room where they are performing autopsies, and they just happen to be... <laughs> Harvesting Joe. organs. Yeah, and they, the bodies just happen to be Joe and Perry's size, so he freaks out, and it's not. So he's like, okay, thank God it's not them. And he sees more people going by with donor boxes, and he runs into this room with his gun and sees the night shift doctor, the admissions person, another doctor that we didn't recognize, and another and then, person. Yeah, and it was just like two other orderlies that were there to help him and assist. And they're harvesting Perry's organs. They're trying to harvest oh, they're Perry's about organs. To, yeah, they're about to cut her open. So he runs in with his gun and tells him, get away from her. That's my daughter. And as he's going to get her, he hears Joe. And she's like, they drugged me. Help me. So he gets her in a wheelchair. He gives her Perry. And he's gone. Yeah. He's hauling ass out of the hospital. Well, he sees the orderly from the beginning of the movie. Dr. That was Bruce. Dr. Bruce. Yeah. Who's actually a doctor, not a nurse that we were led to believe in the beginning of the movie. Yep. And he shoots him. In the leg to get away. And he runs down the hallway. He gets in the car. He saves Joe and, and Perry. And they drive off. And they're talking and everything. Into the sunset. And that's where they're the driving. Yeah. Ends beautifully. Right? He right? saved it. No. Everything is resolved. The devil hospital is long gone. <laughs> Just kidding, folks. Yeah. Not really. No. If you, we didn't describe this, but if you're paying attention to the movie, uh, Dr. Jacobs. The psych had told him that sometimes during a traumatic event that the brain will make an alternate reality to process the trauma that you can't process yourself. And that is why in this movie we've had so many twists and turns. So it turns out that Ray did throw the rock. Big spoiler, everybody. Big, Big spoilers. spoilers. Again, if you haven't watched this movie yet and you're and so far you're liking what you're hearing and push play or push pause, go listen to them, go watch the movie. Come back and join us at this last little segment here. Yes. Okay. So now that you're back, we need to talk about this. Oh, so my God. So he threw the rock uh -huh. that made Perry fall, which killed her. Yeah. An accident. And, and which, again, he jumped in and he did what, he, tried to what he told everybody, the truth, yeah. actually happened. And did you catch this in the beginning, Ruben? I kind of knew this happened. I kind of knew the end a little bit. Well, should we finish describing the end? And yes. Then okay. So... Um, Joe freaks out and is like, what did you do to my baby? And he freaks out and he pushes her and she falls on a piece of rebar and dies. Mm -hmm. Now, in the beginning of the movie, did you notice that he did that in the beginning, but you just think he pushed her out of the way? Yes. So that's that, where I was like, that's actually what I wanted to bring up too. So after he like pushes her and he's having this traumatic flashback of all of the stuff the camera pans back to the back seat where Joe and Perry were supposed to be when he took him out of the hospital. And it's we get flashbacks. He has kidnapped a kid that was there for appendix surgery. Yep. We go back to the morgue where those people were being harvested, and it's the two people that were carted in from the 
head on collision from a drunk driver. Yep, and mm-hmm. they were passed, and they were dead. And then it goes to Perry's dead body in the very far, far back seat. He hid the them both in the car. Yep, he hid them in the car. And I actually wrote that. I put it somewhere in my notes. I was like, calling it now, the bodies are in the truck. <laughs> it kind of hit me towards the end. I was like, wait, there's something. I don't know, man. Yeah. So he kind of snaps a little bit and he's just driving and he starts singing this song that we've heard kind of throughout the show, the movie that he sings with his daughter called color me a rainbow. Yeah. Sing me a rainbow. Sing me a rainbow. And he sings it and he kind of glazes over and does the alternate reality thing again. And he drives off into the sunset. Yeah. Super crazy stuff. Like very good twist for it for the whole movie. Like like I said, I was pleasantly surprised about it. I was yeah. These weren't obvious twists. No, yeah, they, they weren't. Um, what I was going to bring up back from the beginning part of it was okay. So during his recap, whenever he pushed Joe, um, again, like you said, you th- everybody it kind of made it seem like he just pushed her out of the way. Mm-hmm. But the thing was, if you kind of notice and you see a little bit on the frame by frame, when he pushes her, he pushes her to the right. Yes. But then all of a sudden she appears behind him. Correct. Okay, you saw that too, yes. right? That's yes. what I was asking. That's I, was what like... I was like, yeah, no, I saw something about that. Yeah, because he pushes her to the right, and that's where the rebar was. And did you also catch throughout the movie, she's like, man, my head hurts. Yes, my her head, head hurts. really hurts. Yeah, it's because you have a piece of rebar through your ear. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that was his brain trying to... Get him to, I guess, rationalize process. it. Yeah, rationalize mm-hmm. why her head was hurting. Well, it's because she's dead. She's this dead, Jim. movie is the definition of that gif of Oprah saying, what is the truth? What is the truth? Because this movie, you don't know the truth until the very end. Um, I think it's time for uh, our rating system. Our ratings. I'm giving this five chopped up camp counselors. I was this gonna go movie, with four. This movie is incredible. Yeah, no, uh, it was a good movie. I would recommend this movie to go to for other people to watch, especially if you like the drama ones that that build up to the suspense. This was good. Yeah, and you can watch good. it on Netflix if you have a Netflix. Yeah. Um, I remember when it came out. I heard about it and I was like, I really want to see this movie. I did not disappoint. I really, really highly recommend this movie. Yeah. Oh, there was one more thing that I wanted to say. So okay. You know how you said that it kind of zoomed into everybody's face and made you uncomfortable about yes, that? Yes, what was that about? Okay, so that, again, it, another like really good twist with the movie that I felt like that, again, is very crazy. Is it the hospital really doing something? What? Because when they focused in on one of the actors, the, the black guy in the waiting room that had the, the, the tank, yes. they, they focused in on him three times. Did you notice? It was first time in the waiting room. Second time was with Dr. Bruce when he was getting examined. And the third time when they were taking him down to the lower level because he was asking for help. And he noticed them every single time. So that's why they were zooming in on faces so you would pick up you on You could people. pick up where they where you kept seeing them multiple times. Yeah. Because the, the cashier from the pit stop, the gas station, just happened to be the same cashier that was the lady that they were talking to whenever he got admitted. If he could take cash. Mm-hmm. To, yeah, if he has to take cash. Because, again, it was that whole trauma of the brain trying to protect itself. Switching faces and yeah. switching facts for him. Yep. Wow. Yeah. And then on the desk of the thing was the was the birds. birds the painted that, birds. That the apparently the cashier was, was painting at the pit stop mm-hmm. versus that. And I bet you anything, if they were to have gotten the cashier there back uh, when they went to go relook at the accident site, it wouldn't have been the same cashier. It would have been somebody else. Guaranteed. Yeah. 
Because it would have been another, he glossed over it mm-hmm. and just replaced her face with somebody else's. Yep. That's really interesting. Yeah. I just thought of something else. What? This is the second movie we've watched where a trauma can cause some kind of thing like that. Yeah, what's other movie? In Us. Her, oh, yeah. Her vocal thing. Her vocal cords, yeah. Yeah, that trauma. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Things are tied up in a nice little package. Except I love it. This one was a good one. This one also, also reminded me like kind of like Identity. I don't think I've ever seen Identity. <gasps> That's going to be a good one. I'm ready to cover that one. I want to watch the one uh, Ethan Hawke is in it. Uh, they're like FBI profilers and they're on this island and one oh. of them goes rogue. Uh, That's an incredible movie. Headhunter. There you go. Yeah. I think that's with, what it's called. Uh, yeah, it's with LL Cool J. Yeah, it's a good-ass movie. Yeah, that is a good movie. <laughs> well, I think, Ruben, I think we are, we're good with 2019's Fracture. I think so, on Netflix. too. Yes. Uh, I, I think we're ready to sign off. Well, alrighty then, spooky fans. Uh, join us again next week for uh, my pick of the movie. So we'll uh, keep an eye on the Facebook. If you haven't already uh, subscribed or joined, feel free to uh, to hit us up. Hit us with that like button, too, on the Facebook. Also, don't forget to subscribe to any of our other uh, podcasts, uh, servers, if you haven't already. Or if your friends are asking, hey, where do you guys listen to those super cool guys that are talk about those horror movies? That's us. Yeah. Spotify. <laughs> Spotify. Google Podcasts. Anchor. Apple. Yeah. Castbox. We're everywhere. And if we're not everywhere, tell us. We'll we'll, we'll gladly, try and get we'll, it there. We'll, we'll gladly get there too. But uh I would really like recommendations from anybody else that really has anything on Facebook. Yes. You know? So I'm not gonna lie, I'm kinda struggling this week with trying to find like a movie that maybe we both haven't seen or something. And if you want, uh review us. Yeah, we would love on, we would love to get your y'all's feedback on reviews for us on Apple and Facebook. I don't know if you can. I know you can't do it on Google or Spotify. Yeah, I don't think so. But you might be able to do it on Castbox and Anchor. Eh, maybe I don't know. But we appreciate everybody that listens. Thank yeah. you all so much, and Thank stay spooky. spooky. Stay spooky, friends. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye.